Hello, uh, greetings. I am happy that we are here once more together so I can share the word of God um, through a message that the Father has um, instructed me to put together. And before I can introduce the topic, um, the title of the message, as well as the main scriptures that we are going to be reading for me to teach this word, to teach the um, the, the principles to deliver what the Father has placed upon my heart, I want us to pray together. And it is always important that we start with prayer because we just want to align ourselves with the purpose that God has for us. And we want to make sure that what we are doing is indeed in line with the laws and the principles of God. Now, I want you to be reminded that the reason that I come here every day um, on a Sunday is because I have a word and the word is from God and it is important that we always seek guidance from him before we do anything else all right and we should adopt the same in our lives so as I'm saying hi to you I'm hoping that your families are doing well I am hoping that your relatives are well I am hoping that your children if you are married your partner um, if you are working you know your work is going well if you're in business all is going well if you are in a, a school be it a high school um, university college um, and whatever course you may be pursuing I'm hoping that all is going well with your academics and if it happens that there is an issue in any area of your life please do reach out and I can stand and pray with you if it means advising, I can offer that. If it means encouragement, I can also do so. Hallelujah. Now, let's pray together. The prayer that I want us to pray is a prayer of confidence. All right? Now, you will understand more once I start teaching the message for today. But I want us to pray for confidence. Um, we are in a time, we are living in societies, we are in the universe where confidence is key. Without confidence, people struggle to move forward. Without confidence, people struggle to do anything that can impact positively the lives of others. So confidence is important. Let's pray. Just start to ask God to help you in confidence. Pray that God may equip you with a spirit of confidence. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, um, here we come this afternoon, this moment in your presence. And the prayer that we want to offer is a prayer for confidence. We're asking you, Lord, to help us with confidence in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we have realized and we are realizing, as you are teaching us, that it is important to have confidence in life. That it is difficult to move forward. It is difficult to achieve good things. It is difficult to progress in life without confidence. That yes, we may have ideas, we may have desires, we may even have in our faith things that we want to achieve. But when we are lacking confidence, it is difficult for us to achieve the things that we have set out to achieve. And that's why this moment we are praying to you, O God, O Creator, for confidence. We are asking that by the Holy Spirit you help us uh, that we may have confidence in the mighty name of Jesus. In our academics, we need confidence. In our relationships, we need confidence. In how to raise our children, we need confidence. In how to run our businesses, we need confidence. In how to live with other people in a society, we need confidence. 
in how to interact with people, we need confidence. In how to respond in different times or situations, we need confidence. We need confidence in our spiritual life. We need confidence in how to plan. We need confidence in how to react. And therefore, my God, we are relying and we are trusting you this moment that you shall help us because we rely on you, O Creator. This moment, Lord, there are men, women, my God, who are watching and listening from different places, different continents, different parts of the world. I pray for them, O Lord, that God, as they are listening to me teach, as they are listening to me preach, as they listen to me encourage, as they listen to me provide, Lord, the revelations that you are going to be giving here, O God. I ask that, Father, let them not lose a single word out of this message in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. My God, I praise you and I say thank you because I know that, Father, indeed, we are going to be confident in how we are running the ministry, the work of God, in how we are behaving as ministers of the gospel, in how we are going to do things as leaders, elders, in how we are going to do things as siblings, as members of society, that we are going to be responsible because now we are confident. Father, receive the praise. Receive the honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise be to God. Thank you for taking that moment to pray with me. And I, I want to say to you that do not stop here. Um, later in the day, tomorrow, in the week, um, as the month progresses, continue praying for confidence. You see, confidence is a process. For you to be confident, you require to maximize on the process. Hallelujah. It is not a one-day thing. It is not a once-off event. But rather, it is a, a, a gradual. In time, you gain confidence. With time, you get confident. Hallelujah. You begin to take small steps and eventually you are going to be getting confident in whatever you are doing. Hallelujah. The message that I have for you today is name tags. Hallelujah. Name labels. That's the word, that's the title of the message that I want to teach you today. Name tags. Listen to this statement. Outward validation, when negative and different to what was expected, can result in depression, low self-esteem, doubt, and sadness. That's my opening remark, and it is important that you take it down, you look at it, you analyze it, you assess it, you think about it, you pray about it, that God may give you more revelation on that statement. Let me repeat it one more time. The opening statement is outward validation when negative and different to what was expected can result in depression, low self-esteem, doubt, and sadness. What this statement is saying is that for the most of time, we look for validation from the outside. Most of us look for validation in what we are doing from other people. Most of us look for validation in how we are in our relationships from other people. We are not confident enough to trust that what we are doing is making a difference 
in our relationship. And as a result, because we are lacking the confidence, what we then do is we wait for people outside to validate how we are treating our partners. Most of us are not confident enough to trust that we are doing our best to raise our children. And as such, what we do is we look for outward validation by other people to tell us that we are doing a good job in raising our children. Most of us are not confident enough to trust that we are doing our best in our work, our day-to-day -day work, whatever career you are in. Some of us or most of us are not confident enough to believe that we are doing our best in our field. And what we are doing is we wait for outward validation by others to tell us that we are doing a good job. If we do not hear that, we lose heart or we lose focus. Some of us are looking for validation, outward validation from or by other people to tell us that we are doing a good job in our business. That whether you are offering a service or a product as a business, we are not confident enough that we are doing enough in our business. And what we are doing is we are waiting for outward validation by other people to tell us that we are doing enough or we are doing a good job in our business. Some of us as servants of God, we are not confident enough to trust God that indeed we are called by God, that we have been chosen to be servants of God, be it as a pastor, as a prophet, as an apostle, as a teacher of the word, as an evangelist, whatever title, whatever office that you have been called, whatever anointing that is upon your life. Some of us as servants of God, we are not confident enough that God has called us. And because we are lacking confidence, what we are doing is to wait for outward validation. We are waiting for people to tell us that we are powerful. We are waiting to hear statements that we are anointed. We are waiting for people to say to us that we are gifted. We are waiting for people to tell us that indeed we are doing a good job. If we do not hear these good uh, statements, if we do not hear these words of praise, then we are losing focus. We are not continuing to do what we should be doing as the servants of God. Now, listen, I am taking time to make you understand that in whatever area of your life, one way or another, at one point or another point, you did look for validation. This is not only going uh, to servants of God or to people who are in a relationship, but to all of us, whatever, whether it's a friendship, you are looking for validation that you are a good friend. Whether it's in your family, you are looking for validation that you are a good uncle, you are a good cousin, you are a good sister, a good brother. If you don't hear those nice words, you are then saying, I am not going to make an effort anymore. I am not going to call them anymore. I am not going to visit them anymore because they haven't told me that I am doing good or I am a good person. Hallelujah. Now, today's message, remember, is name tags. And I want us first to look at Jeremiah. All right. Jeremiah is an opening scripture of the message. So I lay a foundation. Jeremiah chapter one. Let's go to verse number four. Or if you will, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, however you choose to pronounce it. But the book is Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. I'll wait for you to open that. Jeremiah chapter, 5, chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Praise the Lord. Name tags. Name tags. We are in September, a beautiful month. 
uh, the 11th of September, a beautiful day, one of its kind. You will never get another 11th September 2022. This is the only one, so I want you and I to maximize on this day, on this hour, in this moment. Now, let me read verse number four. I'm reading the New King James Version, all right? Verse number four. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb of your mother, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Now, the reason I wanted to read this scripture is because I wanted us to understand, all right? Now, here is something that you need to know. The word of God, the scripture, may not be addressed to you directly. But what we do is we take reference from it. This is an important statement. That sometimes you are waiting for a word that is directed to you. You are waiting maybe for a prophecy that is directed to you specifically. And that might not happen. What we instead or what we have is the word of God, the living word of God, the active word of God, the powerful word of God, the complete word of God that is written, which is applicable to all and applicable in all. I want you to pay attention to my choice of words. The word of God, the written word of God is applicable to all and is applicable in all. What I mean is the word of God is applicable to all people. It's not about what race you are. It's not about what culture. It's not about what tradition. It's not about which part of the world you are from. It's not about what gender. It's not about what your race is. It is not about your background. But as long as you are a living person, the word of God is applicable to you. And when I say it is applicable in all, what I mean is it is applicable in all situations. The same word of God, you can take it in a time of war, it is applicable. The same word of God, you can take it in a time of peace, it is applicable. The same word, you can take it in a celebration, it is applicable. The same word, you can take it in a situation where there is mourning, tears, crying, complaints, it is applicable. So at any time, the word of God is applicable. So looking at the book of Jeremiah, what the word of God is saying, the prophet was saying, hallelujah, that um, God, the word of God went to Jeremiah, hallelujah. And when the word of God got to Jeremiah the prophet, he is letting us know that God said to him that before I formed you in your mother's womb, Jeremiah, before you became living, before you, the, 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 you were conceived by your mother, before the whole process of conception, the word of God is saying God already knew Jeremiah. And not only did he know Jeremiah, but the Bible says that before he was even born, God had sanctified him. That him becoming a prophet was not an accident. Him becoming a prophet was not a coincidence. But the word of God says that God had ordained him a prophet before time. That before it manifested, before people witnessed it, before people saw it, before people were a part of it, the word of God says God already sanctified him a prophet. He already chose him a prophet. Hallelujah. So I am laying a foundation that I need you to understand that while you are calling yourself the names that are negative, while you are saying that you are a nobody, while you are looking at yourself as someone that cannot make it, you must understand that you were created in the likeness of God. 
You must understand that you were created in the image of God. You must understand that God in the beginning for you had a purpose for you. Now, I am saying that the word of God is uh, a reference for us all because you might argue and say, but this book of Jeremiah is for Jeremiah. Yes, it was spoken to Jeremiah. However, it is a reference for you that God was painting a picture to let you know that if God knew Jeremiah, then surely God knows you as well. Why? Because if you go back to the book of Genesis, the Bible says that God made man in his image. Meaning everyone that is living was created by God. So according to the word of God, God lets us know also that there is a purpose that he has for all of us. So before we can get to the name tags, before we can get to the negative images, the negative words, the negative statements, the words of failure, the statements of failure, the voice of failure, I first want you to understand where you are coming from. I need you to first understand who you are. I first you need to understand that you have got authority and you have got a God behind you that purposely created you. Purposeful you are, you were created. Hallelujah. Now, listen to this. We are too focused on what we are called by other people. When someone says you have got a big nose, you are focused too much on what people have said about your nose. When someone says you have got big eyes like me, you are focused too much on the eyes, you are not paying attention on who God is. If someone comes and says your ears are big, or your lips are big, or your teeth look like this, or your face looks like that, or your hair is like this, maybe your eyebrows, maybe your nails, your hands, your fingers, hallelujah, maybe your toes, maybe your legs, maybe your hips, hallelujah, whatever part of your body, people are talking about it. The problem, the challenge that we have is we focus too much on what people are saying about us. You focus too much on the failure that you experienced some time ago. And it has become a label. It has become a tag on you. That when people see you walk by, they say there goes the failure. Or there comes the failure. When people see you, they say there is the divorcee. When people see you, they say there is that woman that is unmarried or cannot get married. When people see you, they say there is that man that cannot marry or does not have a wife. Hallelujah. And you are focusing on that name tag. You are focusing on that statement. You are focusing on that negativity. You are focusing on that one-time situation. You are focusing on that one word that someone has spoken about you. And yet you are forgetting that God has made a declaration. God has said something to let you know that he knew you before you were born, that there is a purpose for your life. Hallelujah. Name tags. And number two, what has been said about us seem to matter more than who we really are. Now, this is important. I am saying we are so accustomed to paying attention to what people are saying about us that we forget who we truly are. When the word of God says you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, the moment someone says to you you are a failure, you forget that you are more than a conqueror. The word of God says you are created in his likeness, in his image, meaning you are a beautiful person, you are a wonderful person. The moment someone comes to you and says to you you are too short, you forget about the glory that God has placed upon your life.
The Bible says you were fearfully and wonderfully made, meaning that you are perfect. You were created in the best possible way by God. But the moment someone comes and says to you that, listen, you are lonely. Listen, you are a nobody. Listen, you are a poor person. Listen, you don't have any children. Listen, you don't have a partner. You are broken because you are focusing on what you have heard and you are forgetting about God's word when it says you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Name tags. When someone comes and says to you that, listen, it's been two years now that you have been looking for a job and you remain unemployed and yet you are qualified and yet you are coming from, a, you have got a background of uh, uh, being a professional in your area or in your field of work. And when you hear those statements, um, you are losing hope. You are giving up. You no longer want to try again because you are focusing on what you have heard and yet you are forgetting the word of God that all things are possible to they who believe. Hallelujah. So you understand that name tags are causing people to remain dormant in life. Name tags are causing people to become lazy in life. Name tags have caused people to forget the bigger picture that they are children of God. Name tags have caused people to base or focus on a mistake that they made some time ago. And everyone keeps reminding you of the mistake. People keep reminding you of what you have done in the past. People keep saying to you of where you had it or you, you, you made a mistake. People keep reminding you of how wrong you were. And because you have forgotten the word of God, because you have forgotten the word of God, you are now basing your life on a name tag instead of basing your life on what God has said about you. So that makes my job in a way easier because I come here to remind you. I am not bringing anything new. Make no mistake, when you hear me teach, when you hear me preach, it may sound new to you because it is a revelation. But the point is, it is not new because it is here already. The word of God is here. Hallelujah. It just takes someone that God has called, God has chosen for the moment to remind you, to remind me that, listen, Tadala, you are a child of God. Listen, Tadala, you are someone. Listen, Tadala, there is still hope. Listen, Tadala, God thinks about you. you your, your name has been inscribed in the palm of his hands. You are the apple of his eye. You were created, yes, a little lower than the angels, but you have been crowned by glory and honor. So, so you just need someone to come and remind you that you are more than a conqueror, that you are going to be a victor, that you are going to make it, that this is your month, hallelujah. So it's not new, no, but it is just a mere reminder that indeed God is on your side. So name tags are not going to end because you have heard today's message. Name tags are not going to end or finish because the pastor has reminded you about them. If anything, you are now going to be more sensitive to them. The difference will be in how you are going to react after a name tag has been placed on you. You may find yourself in a society where everyone else has a different skin color to you. And what you are hearing is that people with your skin color cannot make it in that environment. Let's say you are in a place of work, all right? You have just joined a company. Or maybe you have even been there for some time. 
And what you have been told is that because of your skin color, you cannot be promoted. You cannot receive an increase. You cannot be recognized. And because you are basing yourself or your future, your growth on that name tag or those name tags, what you're doing is you have become lazy. You are not working hard anymore. You are not giving it your best anymore. But I want to say to you that put aside those name tags and focus on who you are as a child of God. Hallelujah. Know that the word of God says, wherever the sole of your foot shall step, you shall possess. That's who you are. Know that the word of God says he became poor so you might be rich. Know who you are. Know that the word of God says by his stripes you were healed. Know who you are. Hallelujah. So you need to keep reminding yourself of the word of God. You need to keep reminding yourself about the word of God. You need each time to keep saying to yourself, you see, when we started today, I led you in a prayer of confidence. And the reason is you now understand it because what we need is confidence. You are beautiful and you know it. You are handsome and you know it. You are capable and you know it. You can make it and you know it. Hallelujah. You are doing your best and you know it. The problem is you are hearing the negative and you are focusing on the negativity. You are hearing the failure and you are focusing on the failure. All the things are said about you which you don't like, the nasty things, and you are focusing on them. And because your focus is on the negativity, on the nasty, you can no longer see the bigger picture. So today my job is to come here and say to you that take your mentality off the name tags and focus on the word of God. Focus on who you really are. Who, is a who you are is a child of God. Focus on the fact that you can do it. You can make it. Focus on the fact that the word of God is alive and is for you. Focus on that all things are possible to they who believe. Focus on the word that says nothing shall be impossible to that who believe. So focus on the faith in the Lord. Focus on your trust in Jesus. Focus on your trust in the Holy Spirit. Focus your trust on what God has said about you. Base your life on the scriptures. The same way you love to read if you are a reader. Love to read the word of God. The same way you love to watch documentaries or TV shows. Love to find out about the word of God. What has God said about me? What has God said about my future? What has God said about my children? What has God said about my career? What has God said about my ability? What has God said about my looks? What has God said about my capability, my capacity? What has God said about who I am? What has God said? Hallelujah. So instead of focusing on what cannot, what is not, focus on what can be, what is, and what should be. Replace every negativity in your mind with the positive words, with the positive mind frame, with the positive attitude, with the positive mentality. Learn to speak words that are positive. Now, let me say to you, negativity is not going to disappear. Name tags are not going to disappear. Look at Luke. This is the main scripture. Let's read it. I'll share a few things and then I close, all right? Luke chapter 1. 
So Jeremiah was just an appetizer, a tester. But the main scripture for this teaching name tags is Luke chapter 1, verse 36 and 37. Only two verses. Luke chapter 1, verse 36 and verse 37. Let me give you a moment to find the book of Luke. It's the first chapter, so it should be easy. And then I'm going to read. I'll share a few things. And then I'll close with a word of prayer. And you can go and have yourself a beautiful afternoon, all right? Luke chapter 1, verse number 36. Let me read. I'm reading the New King James Version. The Bible reads, Now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. I want you to highlight or to mark the word or the statement who was called barren. And verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Father, thank you for the scripture. This is the main scripture for this teaching. I worship you and I honor you. That through this scripture, may you open the understanding of your son and your daughter. Enlighten them, my God, about who they are. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now listen. The book of Luke chapter 1 verse 36 and 37, the word of God is giving us uh, 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 an understanding of what happened when Elizabeth was pregnant and when uh, the mother of Jesus Christ, Mary, was pregnant. And the Bible says while Mary was pregnant, God was comforting Mary. Hallelujah. The angel was comforting Mary. The angel was trying to say to Mary that, listen, I want you to understand that I indeed am the reason why you are pregnant. And he, in his comforting to Mary, used Elizabeth as an example. And in verse number 36, what God is saying is, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. So God was saying to Mary that, listen, Mary, I understand that what is, what is being spoken about you seems too difficult. It seems impossible that you, an ordinary woman, is going to give birth to the Messiah. You, an ordinary girl, has been highly favored among women. You, who was a nobody, is now going to be regarded as a more, one of the most important women in history. You, who may have not been known, is now going to be known by the whole world as the mother of Jesus Christ, my son. And he's saying, for you to know that what I'm saying is true, Elizabeth, your cousin, your relative, is also pregnant. And Elizabeth is pregnant in her old age. Now, the part which is for this message is the last part of verse number 36. The Bible says, he who was, uh, she who was called barren. So the name tag that they had on Elizabeth, the relative of Mary, is a barren woman. When Elizabeth was walking, people were saying, there is the barren woman. When Elizabeth was trying to dress nice, people were saying, you don't have any child. When Elizabeth was trying to speak, people were saying, you are old and you don't even have a child. When Elizabeth was trying to find a place in a society, people were mocking her and saying, you are barren, you can't even have a child. People were saying to Elizabeth that you don't even have a voice among women. You can't tell us how to raise our children. You can't tell us how to correct our children. Because you are a barren woman, you don't even have a child. So the name tag that was on Elizabeth was not a nice name tag. It was not a pleasant name tag. People were laughing at Elizabeth. 
People were mocking Elizabeth. People were pitying Elizabeth. They had pity on Elizabeth. People had empathy on Elizabeth. People were trying to sympathize with Elizabeth. People were laughing and saying, listen, you cannot be anyone in society because you don't even know how it feels to breastfeed. You don't even know how it feels to carry a child for nine months. You don't even know how it feels to be called a mother. You don't even how you, you don't know how it feels for someone to say to you, mommy, you are not complete. You are not a complete woman. You are not a complete mother. Hallelujah. You don't have a child. So they had a name tag on Elizabeth that was a terrible. And if this was not enough, the Bible says she was getting old. Hallelujah. She became an old woman and she couldn't have a child. So you can imagine that from her youth, from her 20s, her 30s, her 40s, when she's expected to have a child, when her body is productive, when she can produce children easier, she couldn't. And the people were looking at her and saying, your time is coming to an end. Your productive years are coming to an end. Hallelujah. And I'm sure she may have been told to try many things. But because she was barren, she couldn't conceive a child. And this became a name tag on Elizabeth. I can imagine that in society, when she tries to go to her neighbor, her neighbor may have been laughing at her that you are not a mother. When she would go and the children were misbehaving and she would try to reprimand them. Maybe they may have said to her that, listen, you can't tell my child what to do. You don't know how it, what it is to be a mother. Maybe she would go in the society and they had meetings and the people were giving suggestions. And if she would try to stand and say something, maybe people would stop her before she completed. That, listen, you are a barren woman. You don't have a voice among us. A bad name tag. But the Bible says in verse number 37 that for with God, nothing will be impossible. So God made a promise. So God made it possible that for a barren woman, for a woman who had a bad name tag, for a woman who may have been a nobody in a society, everyone started to speak about her, why she became pregnant in her old age. So you can imagine from a nobody to a miracle, my God, from a nobody to a somebody. From someone without a voice to someone with a voice. To someone without an answer to someone with an answer. Hallelujah. To someone who was not recognized to someone who was recognized. Someone who was seen. Someone who people could speak to. Hallelujah. And the people now began to give reference of Elizabeth. They started to speak good of Elizabeth. They were saying, wow, now you are pregnant. How many months? How many months left? How many weeks? How many weeks left? How many days? How many days left? Hallelujah. And the people were happy now. People were celebrating. Hallelujah. People were now including her in conversations. When they were talking about how it feels to carry a child, they would say, Elizabeth, tell us, how does it feel? How did it feel? When, when John the Baptist was born, I can imagine people were saying, tell us how it feels to breastfeed. Tell us how it feels to feed a child. Tell us how it feels to help a child. Hallelujah. So you understand that when a name tag has been removed, there is a joy. When you no longer focus on a name tag, there is a celebration. When you no longer focus on a name tag that has been placed on you, there is a focus. Instead of focusing on the misery, now Elizabeth was focusing on her pregnancy. She had a purpose in life. She had a reason to wake up and be excited. 
She had a reason to eat well, to have a good diet. She had a reason to choose the right food because she knew that she is carrying life inside of her. She had a reason to get rest because she knew she was carrying life inside of her. She had a reason to behave nicely because she knew she was carrying life inside of her. She had to check her behavior. She had to check the way she was doing things. She had to check the way she was speaking because she was now carrying life inside of her. So when you get rid of the name tags, when you get rid of the negativity, when you get rid of what people have been saying about you, you focus on what matters. You don't say, I am too fat, they have said, I will never lose weight. No, but you say, that's what have said, but I know I can lose weight. Hallelujah. So you start to focus on your diet. You focus on you. You start to exercise because you have got a mission. When they are saying you are a failure, you say that's what they said. But I know that in God all things are possible. So you start to work harder. You start to do your best. Hallelujah. And in the process of doing that, that's when God steps in. That's when the Holy Spirit steps in. That's when the angels step in and they begin to help you. They say yes daughter you are doing well let's go ahead yes son you are doing well let's go ahead yes couple you are doing your best let's go ahead because you are not focusing on the name tags praise the lord so today if you can take one thing from this teaching is never to go by what people have placed on your life because people are going to be negative people are going to be nasty People are not going to uh, 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 understand you. People are not going to comfort you sometimes. People are not going to see what you are seeing sometimes. People are not going to get you to, a, to your destiny sometimes. So it will take you to stand on what you believe. You have to stand strong and remember that with God, you can make it. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. You can be an example. People can turn to you and say, wow, tell us, how does it feel to get married? How does it feel to be married? How does it feel to be a mother? How does it feel to have a job? How does it feel to, to be you know, a, a child of God? How does it feel to be a worshiper? How does it feel to be a leader? How does it feel to be a pastor? How does it feel to be a, you know, a, an example? How, you know, people can come to you and ask these questions because you refused the name tags. Hallelujah. Now remember, it may not necessarily be people that are going to place name tags on you. I need you to understand this. This is so important. Sometimes the situations will be the name tag placers on our life. Let's rephrase that. Sometimes it will be the circumstances that are going to place name tags on us. So what you are going through is going to be calling you names. What you are facing is going to be calling you names. So you need to be mindful. You need to, to, to remember that it is not people. You are not fighting against people, no. But you must understand that even a situation can call you a name. Praise the Lord. Because it has been so long, you can think that that's where you are going to end up. Because it has been such a, a difficult phase, a difficult time, you may think that this is where the story is going to end. But I need you to understand that it is not about people, 
even a situation, my God, I am repeating myself for a purpose. Even a circumstance, you can be in that valley for a long time. And that valley can place a name tag on you. But you need to come out and say like David said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I am not going to fear no evil. You must stand as he did when David said to Goliath that who is this uncircumcised Philistine defying the armies of the living God? So you can stand in the middle or in the, in, in the situation or, or while you are going through adversity. You can still stand and say, I am going to make it in the name of Jesus. Because it is the name that has been given above all other names. You can stand and say, in the name of Jesus, the Bible says, every knee shall bow. So you knee of poverty, you knee of rejection, you knee of, 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 of barrenness, you knee of loneliness, you knee of no happiness. I say bow in the name of Jesus. You can still say that because you are refusing the name tag that what you are seeing has placed on you. You are refusing the name tag that what you are hearing has placed on you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see, you have to become an intelligent Christian. And how so? You have to understand that being a Christian is not only about people. It is about circumstances. It is about feeling. It is about situation. It is about analysis. It is about analyzing. It is about studying. It is about understanding. It is about stepping into a situation and knowing that here something is off. I need to pray. Something is off. I need to step back. Something is off. I need to call on the name of Jesus. You must understand that when you get into places, my God, your first reaction must be, Holy Spirit, tell me what is happening. Let's scout this place. Let's search this place. What do I need to do? Hallelujah. That's an intelligent child of God, an intelligent Christian. You are not just relying on what your pastor is going to say because it might take seven days before you hear from Pastor Tadala. It might take six days before you hear from me. It might take five days. It might take three days. So in those three days, you must stand. In those five days, you must be able to stand. In those seven days, you must be able to stand and say, I have learned enough. I have been told something. I have been reminded that I can make it. I have been reminded that I should say no to name tags. Therefore, I am going to rise above this failure. I am going to rise above yesterday's misfortune. I am going to rise above what I am facing or feeling because I refuse this name tag. Praise the Lord. You must understand that it is important for a child of God to be sensitive to what is happening. The moment you lose your sensitivity, the moment you lose your ability to sense what is going on, the moment you lose your ability to know what is happening, to detect what is going on, then you are in danger. This is why Jesus said you must what? You must watch and pray. You cannot afford to stop watching and only pray. The moment you are no longer watching, you are in danger because prayer alone won't be enough. 
You must, you must watch and pray. You must study and pray. You must analyze and pray. You must be moving as you are watching. You cannot move while you are, or you are acting like a blind person. You cannot move while you are acting like a person who cannot hear. You cannot move like you are acting like a person who does not know. But you must know that every sense is there active. My God, you have been given five senses for a reason. Hallelujah. So you must know that these senses must be applied even in your spiritual life. It is not only for your soul that you are applying the five senses. No, your spirit needs to see. Your spirit needs to hear. Your spirit needs to smell. Your spirit needs to know. My God, the five senses are not only for your soul, your physical being, but even every part of your inside, my goodness. Your spirit needs to apply the senses. Your spirit needs to know, to detect, to understand what is happening. Praise the Lord. Then you're going to become that child of God who is supposed to be. Hallelujah. Name tags. This is important. Name tags. You're in September. And I want you to know that there are so many names that we are called. Maybe what you faced yesterday had a name on you. Maybe what you heard last week had a name on your family. Maybe what you heard last month had a name on your future. Maybe what you heard last year had a name on your children. Maybe what you heard two years ago had a name on the ministry. It had a name maybe against your relationships. It had a name maybe against your ability. But today I want you to arise above that name and say in the name of Jesus, I refuse that name. I am going to be somebody and start to act now. Remember the word of God says in the book of James, chapter 1, right? The Bible says, um, let's go to James, all right? I finish with the book of James. Open James, chapter 1. The book of James, chapter 1, and then we finish, I pray with you, all right? James, chapter 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you in James chapter 1? Praise the Lord. Alright, so verse number 5. The Bible says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed with the wind so i want you to understand that james chapter 1 verse number 5 is saying that if you are lacking wisdom if perhaps you are saying at the end of this teaching that pastor i don't have enough i want you to go to god and say lord help me maybe you are saying pastor i don't really understand what you are saying maybe you don't or you feel like you cannot approach me and speak to me Go before God and apply James chapter 1 verse number 5, where you are asking him for wisdom. He says, if you cannot ask, you cannot have. The same is said in the book of Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. If you cannot ask, you cannot have. Only those who ask, they, they, they are given. Only those who ask are told. Only those who seek, they find. Only those who knock, the door can be opened. If you can stand outside my door for five hours without knocking, I cannot open the door. 
my God, what a revelation. If you can stand outside my door for 10 hours, 10 weeks, 10 years without knocking, I cannot open the door. But only when you knock the door, then I'm going to know that someone is knocking, then I'll open the door. So the same is with the things of God. If you cannot ask, if you cannot seek, if you cannot knock, you cannot find the solutions. But you have to be proactive. It is time, it is high time that we as children of God become proactive. We, we don't just sit on the word of God. We don't just sit on these messages. We don't just sit on these teachings, but we apply these teachings. Are you hearing me? We start to apply these teachings. You start to use them. They, they must be purposeful for us. They must mean something. Otherwise, and we are wasting each other's time that every moment we are telling each other about the word. But we have to get to a point where we, where we start to apply the word of God. Let me pray. Father, I thank you and I honor you. I appreciate you, King of glory, because of your goodness and your kindness. I honor you and I thank you, Jehovah, because of the word name tax. So much has been said, the scripture has been given, revelations have been provided by you, Father. And what is left is for your people to execute, to apply. Hallelujah. And therefore, I pray that, Lord God, help them that they may be the doers of the word, according to the book of James also, where it says you should not be a hearer only, but also a doer. And as they are hearing the word, as they have heard the word, help them, my father, that they may apply this word in their life, in their family, in the mighty name of Jesus. My God, I say thank you. I praise you and I honor you for this word of life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. With that, I have come to the end of the teaching for today, and um, I, I believe that you have been blessed. I know it. I can feel it, because I too have also been blessed. So again, don't let it end here. Go ahead and apply the word. Go ahead and use the word. Go ahead and use what you are learning in your life. Let it be practical. Begin to try it out and see how far it is going to take you in life. With this, um, I say have yourself a lovely afternoon, enjoy the week that is starting tomorrow, and enjoy, maximize, take advantage of the rest of September, because September is for you. Enjoy, and God lift you. Shalom.